This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with the human side of property. Um, so it has taken us a few attempts to say hello, but we managed it in the end. We've we did it. We're very proud of ourselves, and we we've got results. <laughs> and our poor guest Louise is just sat in the background thinking, "What the hell are these guys doing?" He's very very <laughs> bemused. I've never seen so many takes of a hello. <laughs> so uh, I think maybe just to pass over to someone who might be able to talk some sense uh, and make some sense rather uh, going to pass you over to our guest this week Louise Reynolds so who are you Louise? Ooh. So um, <laughs> in, in the property world um, I'm uh, my business is property venture and what I do is help uh, time-strapped expats invest in UK property and busy business people invest or buy homes in continental Europe so that means that I go both ways so I oh um, wow. <laughs> okay <laughs> Steady on. Right. So now I know this is how this is going to go. Pass inward <laughs> investing and Brits um, buying abroad. You know, inward outward traffic, investment funds. <laughs> go, go, Sorry, go, exactly. you've, got all, you've got all of us giggling because you like you said you went both ways and that was it. We just our immature brains lost it. Sorry. I was going to say the in and out traffic. Um, I think we just kind of go back a couple of episodes to um, uh, to romance and property. That's true. Yeah, in and out. Okay, Louise, obviously not the tone we wanted to start on, but you can see where our brains live <laughs> as at Property Jam. So, yeah, like, that's a hell of a thing to have gotten into. How on earth did that happen? So, yeah, because actually my background isn't property or wasn't property to begin with. My background's marketing, sales and management consultancy. So I've done like a decade in sales and marketing and over a decade in management consultancy. So I suppose that's where the human element comes in because um, I had a young family. I'm based in Surrey, but was based in the city um, where the uh, management consultants offices were and uh, just found myself having a mini meltdown one day in my utility room thinking, oh, God, you know, doing really, really long hours, um, you know, very um, harsh project deadlines, which is fine. For a lot of people who, you know, young, free, single, living in London, and they can start at seven o'clock in the morning and work through to seven o'clock at night. But obviously, there are some practical constraints when you've got a young family. And I was just doing my utmost to try and make that work. And in the end, uh, just cracked up and realized that I, I couldn't do that. And so I was look for a while, I was thinking about what can I do that will work around human beings in my life, my family who matter very much to me. Um, and hatched a cunning plan, and property seemed to seem to be part of that. So, I, I just heard this concept about you know passive income. Lots of people talk about passive income, and you can earn while you sleep and the rest of it. And I thought there's got to be something around that that might free me up, you know, liberate me to actually dictate my terms and my time a little bit more, and shape my life a little bit more around. Um, both doing something in business, but also really around my family so that I don't have to sacrifice that completely. So it was really a, a way forwards for me setting up my business to um, to try and get a bit more balance around the human side of, of, of what I was doing, yeah. Wow. And yeah, that's awesome. That is amazing. And 
I guess my next question is like, how did that lead on to specifically what you do now, which is sort of quite, you know, international, but like you haven't kept it local. <laughs> well, first, there's a question there. Did, did you already have links out to expats, um, yeah. friends, colleagues? Is that why you went that route? No. So I sort of started out and sort of doubled. So I knew a couple of ladies in property, one who had a US business, another one who had a Spanish business. So um, while I was making this transition of thinking, you know, what, what what can I do in property? I did some business development work for both of those at different times. Um, the first lady I started working with, uh, I got a feel for what some people are like in property and realized very early on that we had diametrically opposed values um, and realized after a few months that that really wasn't going to work. Um, yeah, so there was a bit of a lack of integrity there, which didn't really sort of sit comfortably with me. So I then thought, oh, you know, back to plan A. So then started working with another lady who had um, a little bit more integrity, but she had a Spanish property business. So I started out working with her um, and really from there built up some connections. So this that stage was part time because I was still, you know, with the, with the young family and, and um, uh, based from home. So started out working with her. Um, understanding a bit more about how the whole property business works um, and she had loads and loads of experience in property and I had the marketing and sales background and I thought you know can't be too difficult to combine the two and create a, um, a property business you know I've got the sales and marketing skills can't be too too difficult oh my goodness was it I, um, <laughs> I said to this you know, so I suggested this lady we set up a, a business together and then at the very last minute, she backed out because she already had her Spanish business. There was some other stuff going on in her life. And on the day of going to the accountants, um, she backed out the last minute. And I ended up going to the accountants on my own. I had no idea about setting up a business. And the accountant said to me, so where's your partner? And I said, well, she's, she's not coming. It looks like, you know, it's just me. He said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I suppose I'll go ahead and do it myself. Good girl. And that's, that's <laughs> where I, I sort of, thought back and think I went up a learning cliff rather than a learning curve because <laughs> I you know the whole point of working with her is that she had a, all the property experience you know I'd only just started out in property um so yeah it, it took a very long while to understand how to get you know sort the whole business thing out and whilst I thought that I had sales and marketing skills the sales and marketing skills you need in a small business are completely different to you know when you're a management consultant and you're advising blue chip firms and boards of directors on strategic sales marketing change assignments you know it's much more nitty gritty it's the website it's the social media it's the SEO all of that kind of stuff so yeah I spent the first few years just really teaching myself a lot of that and teach myself a lot of the property um, stuff um, so a lot of it's self-taught just picking up whatever I could as I went along so it's probably why it's taken me a long while in, in property because I didn't sort of fast track going into any of those property training programs that a lot of people um, get involved with so so along the way I've kind of developed the strategy about the expats because I first of all was helping people out in continental Europe because I'd been working with this lady in Spain I built up connections in Poland and France and all the rest of it uh, but that really didn't feel like quite a robust business, as robust a business model as I wanted it to be. And I had an expat sale that was one of the easiest um, sales that I'd, I'd, I'd um, gone through because this guy was referred to me by someone who knew um, who knew me. He'd, he was um, based overseas and he said, look, to this um, financial advisor friend of, of ours, 
he said, look, I'm, I'm, I want to do this in property. And he said, well, look, yeah, I don't know anything about property, but I know someone who does. And within 24 hours of speaking to this guy on WhatsApp, we had a, a, a video connection. He just sent me an email the next day saying, yeah, I want to buy through you. Wow. So I, I thought, you know, well, there's got to be something in that. And so that's what I've been focusing on much more latterly. And in fact, it's working. It's feels as though it's really working well particularly in lockdown with the stamp duty holiday and everything because mm. um i'm having well I'm, I'm i'm undertaking a number of um, client assignments at the minute and having a conversation earlier on about taking on other ones so i could have a very very busy um year end but which is which is great because when you develop a strategy it's only when it starts to um stick and and you know you get the, the traction and and the um, clients come rolling in that it, it sort of vindicates that that was the right way to go so it feels like a pretty decent place at the minute actually good on you girl it's yeah. amazing and we should also mention um how you came into contact with us because again you, you are another property sister yeah, and yeah. a very important member of the property sisterhood as well which again during lockdown has just been an absolute wealth of support for yeah, has. hasn't it you know so um, but I suppose that leads on to the question, really, because I, I think what you do is absolutely fascinating. And actually, you're the only person I know, um, certainly within my property circle, who is doing this. Um, but you've probably partially answered it. But what does the human side of property mean to Louise Reynolds? I, I suppose liberating me to spend more time on the human connections that matter. Um, so for me, it's meant that I... Because I... It sort of combines with my um, daughter when she was one was very seriously ill um, with a life threatening illness. And I made myself a promise then that I would make sure I got the balance in my life right and that I was going to spend the time that was required with her until she was better and also with my, my son. So the human side to me means I was able to fulfill a promise that I made to myself about my family. So it's given, it's liberated me to do that, um, which is quite a profound thing for me because I, you know, I, I've, I've done it. I, I honoured that promise myself. But also, what you were saying, Joe, about the property sister community. I think that property for me can represent the best of human nature and the worst of human nature. And um, for me, coming in contact with property sisters, the kind of people that I've got to meet on social media, the connections that I've made through property have been wonderful and I've um, you know found some genuine friendships through property as well so it's not just my family it's also the great friendships but it's it's also um, I think uh, emblematic of human nature in itself there are also some bad people out there and I'm quite a skeptical person so in many respects I suppose I've not got sucked into some of the stuff that I know some people have so the human side of property for me is the best and the worst of mankind I think wow you mentioned some of the best there um and obviously uh, we want to see all sides but have you got any um horror stories that you can share the, the worst or the best the, the 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 kind of the worst you talked about some of the best about um I, I i think it's the fakery i think i think it's um you know people pretend it's someone pretending to be what they're not and the big i am and it's all the egotistical i'm i'm you know uh, fantastic guru I can do this I can do that and I actually think that the people who are the most knowledgeable and insightful and helpful are, are the ones who are a lot more modest who don't think that they know it all and so for me a lot of this sort of chest beating 
um, stuff. I'm, I, can I think of anything specific? Um, I suppose. I think we all kind of know what you're referring to, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think from a personal side, also starting out in in property, the first person that I started out in business with. I, I just saw a lot of stitching up going on and a lot of manipulation um, and realized very early on that there was something making me feel really, really uncomfortable in my gut. And it didn't take me long to work out what it was and then just sort of distance myself from that before it caused any particular damage. But um, I think it's just important to spot those warning, warning signals quite early on so that you can just minimize the damage. Mm. That's a good point. I think, yeah. Uh... Uh, when you were talking about the people that they that are show-offs basically and pretending to be something they're not, it automatically went to, in my head to stereotypical posts on social media where someone's flashing their their uh, Lamborghini or whatever that they're driving around it's, in and they're lighting their, Lamborghini. lighting their cigar with a 50-pound <laughs> note or whatever it is. It's just like, if we ever see you going down that road, Louise, we'll remind you of this episode. <laughs> don't worry. We yeah, got don't your be back. That guy. <laughs> when I start boasting about my portfolio, because I know that that's a, that's a soft spot for you, Joe, having listened to a previous session. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes, a good credit score and a solid portfolio yeah. and you're and you're in shoe in totally yeah. Yeah. yeah i know it's so true isn't it like and there's so much flashiness that goes on especially on social media and youtube and stuff like it's um it's quite disheartening and i think well, something that's happened over lockdown and we've said this several times on the podcast is that instagram in particular has felt like a real community for really good property people who are you know struggling or wanting to offer motivation because things are going well um on by the way if you can hear drilling in the background your refurb's going well i thought someone had got their razor out (laughs) it's my dentist he's just doing some work in the back room like he's no uh, so it's property related so it's quite appropriate um segue just i've always got a story haven't i boys you've got a segue you keep using the word segue quite a lot have you actually got one no, actually, I'd, I'd quite like one because they look like they're really fun. But maybe maybe that'll be something. Let's, let's go segue right. We're allowed to. <laughs> but I came home earlier. I've been for a walk. And um, as all of you listeners, you lovely property jammers know, there is a loft conversion going on above me. Is there really? Um, I know I've not mentioned it before. Well, it would hardly be going on <laughs> below you. <laughs> Very good point. Silly Nile. Well done. Well done. And... <laughs> Oh, I've I've done the wrong property course because that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought happened. So I'm here all week, guys. I'm here all week. No, you're a fountain of knowledge. (laughs) Fountain of knowledge as always. No, I came home and um, I lifted up my toilet lid, and for the second time, my toilet is completely blocked because something has come back through the pipework and up again from upstairs. So, um, so you do know how to make us feel good. Hope no one's eating their dinner right now. Well, apparently, no. and it, it, the first time around, it was just tissue and it flooded my whole flat and it was fine. This time it's not. And I'm not going to give you anything else because no one needs to, you, you can use your imagination. But so apparently my, the pipework is ropey. And so now they're drilling and doing all sorts of exciting things with the pipework. I have a toilet, a toilet store, actually. I don't know whether anyone has ever experienced this, but it, in my house in the downstairs toilet, I did go to the toilet once opening the opening the lid. And found a frog in there. What? Wow. It was a bit scary. I was thinking it, someone's either been eating frogs or this thing literally swimming in the pan. And 
we, we figured out that, um, and in fact, there was, I found a dead one on the side as well. Oh. Oh. There's a drain outside, outside the house. So it must have actually just gone down the drain, appeared in the toilet, and there were two of them, and one had obviously jumped out and was dead on the, on, on the side, but the other one was still in the toilet. Not a happy experience. <laughs> My next door neighbour is absolutely terrified of frogs. So when I told her this story, she was, you know, she was just petrified that the same thing. She's she's next never door. Go to the again. Yeah, the, the thing was going to happen to her. That's you hilarious. know, you know, when you have those moments on the podcast, a bit like um, when we had Christina uh, on, and she mm-hmm. and she and we were like, oh we got to episode roulette and uh, we said, uh, oh, we, we, we hit letting agent episode. And we said, oh, have you got anything interesting to say about letting agents? And she said, no, not nah. really. Oh, there was that one time where I was talking to my letting agent and they got stabbed in the ass twice. We were like, what? That is exactly what's happened here. It's like, we've got, we've gone down to the to- toilet humor, yep. toilet yeah. stories. Now we're on frogs. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Toilets and frogs. And can I just ask, did you flush the frog? Did you scoop no! the frog where? up? What did you do? I, th- I think I screamed and called my husband. I can't deal with that kind of thing. I'm the person that can't deal with a dead goldfish. So, you know, having a, a frog in a toilet, that, you know, a bit beyond me. Oh, goodness, it wasn't a, a, dolf, um, a dolphin. A dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> a goldfish and a frog. Yeah, a dolphin would have, would, that would have been a bit of a tight fit, actually. Oh, what size toilets do you have? You can put a dolphin in them. <laughs> Oh, I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing the, the bath toys in the downstairs. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh right. One. Well, I was imagining. I was imagining if you hadn't, if you'd like, you lifted up the toilet seat and you hadn't looked down and you sat down and the thing jumped and hit you. On oh, the can oh. you imagine, imagine the how slime yeah. you, freaked yeah. out you'd be? Oh my god! <laughs> Stabbed in the ass by a frog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's nice. Yeah, oh. that bit, we, I think we ought to stop with that visual. I think, I think so. I think enough. so. So, so Louise, it is now sixteen forty-two. Do you have a question for us? Oh right. Oh right. We're on the sixteen forty-two. You did get everything because I was sixteen forty-two, sixteen fourteen, ready and waiting. As well it's done to now. Oh, sixteen forty-two. The question, right? Um, it's it's kind of because t- you've each got to answer it. So I want to know what's the one thing that you appreciate most in each other, but kind of exemplify (laughs) as a superpower. And if you can get creative, let me know what kind of emoji that would look like. Oh, Louise, you are good. Well, I don't know. I (laughs) expect us to answer this in the next day two hours i don't know well, well maybe a couple of us could carry on talking while you each think about it and we could sort of you know <laughs> rotate. talk amongst know. yourselves talk amongst <laughs> yourselves okay maybe. i feel like we need to go around and, do this and workshop this a little bit yeah yeah there's a creative workshop yeah it might take several several stages. what do we appreciate most in each other um, what if what if the answer is nothing should we just end it here <laughs> <laughs> well that isn't that a very blank emoji isn't it that sort of circular face the icon you get with the, with the eyes wide open like i'm just stunned i can't think of anything <laughs> should we all just agree to do that and move on <laughs> i think well, i've got one answer we've really working together for quite some time i'm sure there's something and yeah element there is. You, you yeah really appreciate oh definitely first thing that pops into my head uh without even have to think having to think about it is with matt and the way that his brain works 
he just goes at the rate of a mile a minute and he's coming up with constant ideas, which can be amazing and a pain in the ass at the same time. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's something that I really admire about him and how he can um, you know, just, just come up with these ideas and he's constantly churning over stuff all the time. And it would take me about a week to get to sometimes where he gets to in a few seconds. Um, so, and if I were to think of an emoji, I don't know if it's an emoji as such. Well, maybe like an energizer battery, I think would probably be the best ah, way to it. Yes. Yeah. A Duracell bunny. Duracell bunny. Yeah. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Duracell bunny emoji? Oh, cool, there is. <laughs> and for Joe, oh, I think God. what I admire about you most, apart from the gardener story, um, is your confidence. You just exude confidence. So I think for you, it'd be just the, the emoji with Popeye with like the muscles. Aww. With muscles. Yeah. Yeah. You just exude confidence. Oh, no. Well, thanks, Niall. You've set the bar really high there. Thank you. I would like the same in return. Please. Thank you. Shit, I'm just scrubbing Shit. out my answer. Like... <laughs> yeah. He's an ass. Shit. Dickhead with the aubergine emoji. Like, uh, like... <laughs> Can I retract my answers, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt's, Matt's making signals that he's going next. No, I'm making signals. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the question because I wrote it down because it was so long. <laughs> <laughs> Several okay. parts to it. Several parts to it. And I think uh, Niall didn't answer one of them, which was what would the superpower be? Oh, yeah. Superpower. Oh. Uh... To relate those to a superpower. If I were to relate a confident superpower. Oh, God. That, uh, who's an extremely confident superhero? Well, they're all quite confident, aren't they? What, if, Wonder if Woman? You had an, if you had an unconfident superhero, they would suck so hard. They'd be the Wonder winner. Woman for you, Joe. Wonder Woman, okay. Yeah, now that's a good one. And yeah. uh, Flash for Matt. Because <laughs> it's fast. Because it's fast. Thank you for clarifying, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the song, isn't it? Flash. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who's going to at some point watch this on video, Matt's just just said it all. Oh, dear. Right. Okay. That's very good. I thought it was a great answer, Niall. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well done. So I think it's time to wrap up the podcast now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sidestep. Okay, so appreciation. Oh, these types of questions really do put me on the spot. Um, Come on, do you think not, fast? Not that I don't, not that I don't, well, I do think fast, but um, at, at the moment I'm thinking about a thousand other things apart from being in, on a podcast. That's probably one of, one of my flaws is it's, it's difficult to you know, focus. Can't get that dolphin um, out of your head, can you? Can't, no. <laughs> Exactly. I, I'm picturing a dolphin coming out of a uh, out of a toilet. Yeah. And talking to me. <laughs> I think it's part in a movie somewhere, isn't it? Um, okay. So, Joe, um, what do we appreciate about Niall? Let's brainstorm. So what? Niall is extremely good looking. Extremely good looking. Obviously. Yeah, it's too hot. Obviously. It's too hot for the too podcast. Hot. Yeah. It's too hot. <laughs> so you're coming up with a joint response, are you? No, I was going to say, no, Niall is um, uh, extremely 
hard, you know, he, he put <laughs> hard, hard, hard working. He puts his all into into everything, and mm. he when he gets his bit between his teeth, he he, he goes. And mm. I suppose there's a similar thing as like you're talking about. I, I think fast and kind of doing that. Nile you know, likes to to kind of really drill down and um, <laughs> see so these, these things which are love and hate at the same time. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, I, I really appreciate that Nile. Um, I will send him documents and stuff and he'll go through them with a fine tooth game and pick out all the um uh the grammatical errors and <laughs> i'm asking for for general feedback you want to come back and say you put you put the comma in the wrong place i was like i oh, say so the document was fine he was like yeah yeah it was fine yeah <laughs> so he's got an eye for detail like you know the start time four forty. Um, <laughs> well well the thing is i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that because if you ask him to write something or do something he doesn't have an eye for detail oh. i would say he's he's, he's um something I'm critical he's, he's, <laughs> of other he's people's critical. work <laughs> but also it gets a bit between his teeth so um for example um if you want something sorting out and i'd say for example when a bank charges us for something they shouldn't have done or when a letting agent does something that's, that's stupid um he'll you know, kind of get the bit between his teeth and go and sort it out and he's not happy until he's he's sorted it out and um he's the reason why we get like regular <laughs> compensation from lloyd's nice <laughs> they keep messing up and nice. he's like i'll take another 50 quid please take another 50 quid please um so i, I appreciate niall's doggedness dogged um, determination which, that sounds like yeah doggedness and determination which obviously i think there's a, an emoji there obviously is the, is the puppy um or actually maybe more, more like a wolf who've got a wolf and um i'll, I'll take that i'll take that and uh, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing <laughs> <laughs> Remember, because you, you're good looking and cuddly. Um, actually, you're not cuddly anymore. Cuddly? Uh, <laughs> <Call me fat. laughs> no, that's why I said not anymore. Um, and a, a superpower to describe fat. that, I would probably say... Um, oh, who's, who's a determined? Again, if, if, super, if superheroes and superpowers are not determined... Um, I have to think about that one. Yeah, I, I, I think you... Doggy determination and uh... yeah, good. Okay, Joe, your turn for Niall. Oh God. Okay, for Niall, what <laughs> what I appreciate about what I appreciate about Niall is that you cannot tell him what to do. Like it's again, it's equally irritating as it is admirable because <clears throat> Niall would do everything on his own terms and I think that's what I love about him oh sorry you're right here what I love about you um you. Is, <laughs> is that because I know your biggest value is freedom that absolutely translates into everything that you do so um I just I always respect it even though sometimes I want to kill you and I also just think that that's now it wouldn't have many other way freaking legend um so in terms, but what I also love about Niles, this is double appreciation, I hope you're hearing this now, um, is that you are also incredibly snuggly. <laughs> and cuddly. And cuddly. cuddly. And you're just 
especially when we've had a drink together dear god we giggle and I love your giggle and I love it I love it so much and so the emoji that's for you is like the the wee face with the little hands the huggy hands that are coming out because that's you when you're pissed and I love that I just want to and you know how you're so kissy obviously not at the moment COVID compliance blah 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 but when it's normal we're so kissy we're such little kisses and I love that about you because you know you're the only other man I kiss on the lips like kissing with consent obviously Yes, obviously consent. Yeah, consent and COVID compliance, all, all the C's. Um, so yeah, you're the only friend that I, I kiss on the lips. And I, I'm kind of, I love that I own that with you. It's quite a unique thing. Um, I think you're the, the only girl that he kisses on the lip as well. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, and then in terms of your superhero, um, okay, it's not a superhero, but it's like... <laughs> Ant-Man. My... <laughs> no, it's like... This is what jumped into my head. It was the Milky Bar Kid. Because <laughs> I'm strong and tough. <laughs> I'm strong and tough. Exactly. And I let's just get you. Like... Let's get you. Joe, you've got a cowboy hat. Let's get it on Nile. <laughs> yes. Well, we've already been down that road. We've already been down that road. So that's that's yeah. Nile, in my opinion. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you, boss. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Joe, I oh, would say oh. I appreciate your um well your friendship and your honesty so you're always I kind of I just remember the time where I just was completely oblivious to um remember when I when I stayed in your um one of your student properties when it had just been done and um, I was thinking this is awesome I, and um you you were just like waiting for me to give you send you the most amazing compliment and I and I sent you a message about something completely random oh where and, the local uh, takeaway was is what you were asking <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of days, a couple of days later, she was like, "Yeah, you, just, yeah, you, um, uh, yeah, you didn't say anything about the house, you know, did, you know. What did you think about it? It's like, yeah, it's awesome." And um, so she just like totally called me out, and uh, no, I really, I was, I felt like shit um, <laughs> at the at the time, but I was like, yeah, it's completely honest, and you know, I think um, being really close friends, uh, you know, you, you get that honesty from Joe all the time. So and and support that comes with that honest. Um, good and bad um so she can build you up and pull you back down um, <laughs> equally <laughs> equally um, but with, with with every best intention so I would say um that's probably the the what I appreciate about Joe and and as an emoji that would probably be oh I don't know maybe, maybe an angel maybe oh angel. my god like honest angel and wonder woman my goodness you're getting <laughs> yeah oh, i don't know i just I, I need to i should have got my phone out and looked at some emojis i'm sure there's some much more f- fitting ones <laughs> um and as a superhero again probably the um superpower had wonder woman already Cat we have i, I, I think the, probably the um so the the I don't know the ability to kind of get to the crux of it get to the um kind of get to the truth that kind of thing you know kind of the truth behind the truth that kind yeah. of thing yeah, yeah. jessica that's, fletcher that sounds is good. there a jessica fletcher um superhero, superhero? there should be <laughs> there should be right i'd be her she she's a ledge yeah it's it angela lincoln isn't it angela lansbury lansbury that's it yeah <clears throat> lincoln <laughs> lincoln on the front. <laughs> Well, I'm all about you, you know. 
Oh, thanks, Matt. That's lovely. <clears throat> so it's just me to me to do you now. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So what I love, it's a little bit like Niles, actually. What I love about your brain <laughs> is it's just so full of ideas. And I think what's good about you is you have this relentless ability to help people. It is mm. relentless. So even if I haven't asked for it, I'll just be like, oh God, you know, I've just had a really shit day or something. You're like, right, I can fix this. And you will start listing like a gazillion fucking solutions. And I'm like, whoa, okay. First of all, I didn't ask you, but second of all, oh, thanks. Like, I love that about you. You're so good. And you will literally get lost on that. And you'll start Googling stuff. You're like, I'll come back to you. I'm going to, I'm going to find, oh, so what you could do is, and you're so methodical and ideasy and solution focused. And it's like over and above. And it's so amazing. And I always feel really supported by you. You've always been brilliant. Um, oh, thank you but that's that's also a downside because i get told off um by by my other half as well for trying to fix everything when she just wants a hug i was like mm. yeah mm. men men do this you, you sort of say I'm, I'm not asking for the problem i just yeah. want a solution i just want the soundboard that's all i need um but i love that from you and I, I think it's one of your best qualities um in terms of the emoji you are a plant you know the one with the seed that's just like because you, all you do is like sprout ideas it's like mental um and you also grow people so you grow people as a human being. So that's very. <laughs> I, I, I had to listen to, listen to that advice. I thought you said that's... something. Yeah. Okay, let's not pull at that thread. And in terms of superhero, um, which is so Clark Kent? What was he? Was he Spider Man? No, he was. No, he was Superman. Superman. Okay, so for is that me... just because I got my glasses on. Yeah, pretty much. I think it was. That was the first thing that came into my head was Clark Kent, but also like. You know, when he whizzes and he turns into Superman, that's what your brain does. So it's not, you are Superman, you're amazing. But it's, for me, it's more the transition between Clark Kent to Superman is what your brain actually does. Because it's like... Basically, when I'm in the process, I'm being completely useless. <laughs> when, when you're in mid-transition. <laughs> well, so basically, never getting anywhere. <laughs> Exactly. Those little cartoon characters that just run on the spot before they actually take off. Matt's, Matt's, Matt's already brainstormed how he's going to save the world. And he knows he's got all the ideas to do it. He just doesn't actually transpire. He just doesn't actually turn into Superman to do it. So we've got a, a Superman, a Wonder Woman and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wolf in sheep's no, clothing. We've got the Milky Bar with the Milky Bar The Milky Bar The Milky Bar <laughs> Yeah, it's fine it's fine son superman wonder woman and the milky bar kid well you make a great team oh louise that was such a good question and i think oh i really i love that that Thank was you. a good question yeah that was that thought-provoking question very thought-provoking and, and and normally we'd ask that question back at you um I don't know you three well enough to, to, to be talking about what I appreciate in you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and similarly, but um, have you ever been called a superhero? Or anyone um, ever said, this is, you know, we find this amazing about you? Time to self up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I, uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I suppose for, for me, something that um works well in my life is just building relationships building rapport with people it's it's something something around that but I, I i don't know how to crystallize that into an essence of words i'd probably need someone else to to help me articulate that okay 
And I'm, I'm not, not suggesting we do it now because that. <laughs> no, 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 not a problem at all. I think a therapy session that takes such a long time. <laughs> well, I think at this point uh, we can move on to a bit of episode roulette. Yeah. And for, for those of you who haven't heard of episode roulette before, um, this is when we scroll through all the previous episodes of Property Jam, and uh, when Louise says stop then um, I'm going to read the name of that episode and I would, we would like Louise's opinion on it. So um, not your opinion on the episode, the opinion on the title. So for example, if um, we, uh, first cross it comes up, um, licensing, uh, we'd like to take your view on that one. Yes, licensing. Okay. Um, right, so I am now scrolling over to you. Stop. Okay, episode 18 property projects what's your favorite bit oh property projects so what's your favorite bit of running a project probably getting the deal in the first place and the negotiation the haggling the, the sorting it all out the planning it God, um, really? so huh? all that stuff up front you're a deal maker yeah, well, I quite, yeah, I quite like that, getting the deal. And particularly if someone says, you'll never get that, or you'll never do that. Um, I remember <laughs> my, uh, my buying an investment property here. Um, actually, I, you know, some ladies go out and buy lovely handbags and all the rest of it. I go out and buy houses. I went out and bought a house and hadn't told my husband. He'd never <laughs> seen it. I was just spending our money. And it, I think it was about seven years before he actually stepped inside stepped inside the property but I remember uh, the estate agent because um, we had the survey done on the on the on, on the property and there was lots of things wrong damp and, and all the rest of it and so I worked out how much it was already cost and then I came back and I said to the estate agent no I want to reduce the offer by x and she went oh, you'll never get that like the, gu the, gu the guy the guy who was selling it was quite a hardened developer and um, he hated it because he actually accepted it. Was on, he, was, he was negotiating on behalf of his daughter who actually owned the property. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I, I got that deal and um, that stage was a bit sort of flabbergasted. But it's, it's when someone says, oh, you can't do that. Mm. I think that that's- uh, Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do that all the time, but particularly if someone says, oh, you know, no way. I find that fascinating that that's the part of the deal that you like, because I think, yeah, I struggle with that part of it, you know, like, you know, finding the deal, doing the viewings, running the numbers, then getting into the negotiation, all that stuff is probably the bit I like the least. But I so connect to what you're saying about that if someone says that you can't do it, I literally I'm like, get ready, because often don't you find as a property investor, you're having to do something new because you're doing this professionally, you're kind of trailblazing in one way. And so you're having to convince the estate agent or the letting agent or your builders or your designer or your architect that this is going to work. And you have to have so much conviction when they say it won't, it just pushes you forward even further. And then when it works, that smugness, it's like. If you don't, if you don't do half the things that people tell you, you can't do, you, you know, you, you wouldn't get anywhere. You know, if you always accepted no or you can't do that, you, you wouldn't really make any progress, would you? I mean, obviously, there's times when, you know, no means no. You know, I <laughs> no can sometimes mean no. But, you know, in, in doing deals and you know, commerce and stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, find the solution. Yeah. But also, I suppose because of my management consultancy day, I've done lots of negotiation courses. I've actually run negotiation courses and I quite like that, you know, working out the 
the different variables and looking at it from the other person's perspective. And so there's a certain logic to it, to, you know, as far as I was concerned, that there was a logic to the price that I was offering. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I quite like that. Good on you. Cool. You know what? N- nice answer. So I'm scrolling again. Oh, I've got to say stop again. You do. <laughs> so um, episode 26. It's just stress. like a Chinese takeaway. It's my favourite number as well. This better be good. I can't remember what it is. Uh, stressed. Oh, God, again. <laughs> stress. Yeah. Uh, it's just called stress. Like, I can't remember what we talked about. I, I, I presume I it was We probably talked about stress, I think. No, yeah. you're so good. I, yeah. We'd be lost without him, honestly. <laughs> so we've discovered on today's episode that loft extensions will be upstairs and stress. Oh, yeah. We talked yeah. about stress. And Otherwise stress is stress. Just- Otherwise, it's too stressful. Yeah, if they're, if they're in the wrong place. Um, <laughs> stress. Yeah. So I suppose that's what um, got me into property because I was getting overly stressed with a particular lifestyle, with the, the career that I had up in London as a management consultant, balancing that with family life. That it was, I suppose, stress that <clears throat> made me think, of, you know, property could be a solution and got me onto the road of thinking about how I could carve out my niche or a, or a pathway in property. Um, and I also think stress is a very <clears throat> negative thing unless you harness it right. Mm. There's too much stress. It can create a downward spiral. <clears throat> yeah. So it's one of those things that I think you need to minimize. A little bit of stress is good, a bit of tension, a bit of nervous energy, but not too much because then you just end up just in this downward spiral. Um, so it's just trying to keep it balanced and, and, and not overburden yourself with too much stress so yes exercise fresh air and particularly I think everybody's I mean you guys have all been doing your podcasts talking about what lockdown has meant and how you relieve some of those stresses so it's it's going back to some of the basics isn't it of just the balance mm-hmm. and the fresh air and the exercise and healthy eating and just trying to get as much of the friendship and um, relationship element that you can even if it's electronic like this you know even if you have to Joe kiss Nile on the lips on the video screen rather than in person. <laughs> oh, let's let's do um one more. Ooh. Let's do one more episode. Okay, I'm scrolling. Stop. <laughs> just okay. trying to bury my stop voice there. Just very good. Like it. Stop. Uh, episode seventeen. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> oh, this better be good, Louise. Come on, man. Ooh, guilty pleasures. Property related or otherwise? Uh, I think really expensive champagne. Oh, no. Oh, really? Mm. That's a decent okay. guilty pleasure to have. So, really. so in my, in my, so I go to lots of parties and I get offered Prosecco and I have to sort of, you know, just quietly, you know, <laughs> empty it in the flower pot or something because I'd, I'd much, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have champagne. I mean, it sounds really quite, I mean, it sounds snobby in some respects, but um, my past life, I was marketing manager on a champagne brand, so I did uh, have quite a lot of exposure to right. tasting champagnes. I'm not, I mean, I, I do, um, well, I was marketing manager on Krug Champagne, which is one of the best champagnes that you can get, so that's wonderful. Um, but there are some decent champagnes that you can get, which aren't really an awful lot more than Prosecco. So I quite like Tesco's own label champagne. You know, there are some decent champagnes out there. It's not always about the brand name. So um, can taste. you can you list a few right now? Because I I, I struggle with champagne. Oh, do so you? I, yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I've, I've had some really good stuff in the past, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, oh, okay. I think my favourite was probably Verve at one point. 
perfectly cool. Yeah, there, there are a lot of really good brands out there, but and then they're quite pricey. But I mean, if you want a really good value for money, champagne Tesco, um, just the brute standard champagne. And then if you're doing like um, get one free when you buy six bottles, you can usually reduce the price to about 15 quid. You know, it's, it's retailing at the minute about 20 quid or whatever. But a lot of the brands, it's like 35, 40. Mm. If you order a bottle of Krug, I mean, you know, you're talking if it's retail maybe 80 quid if you're going out to a, to, a, to a restaurant or whatever but yeah I, I I do love the complexity of the champagne versus I don't know I find some of the Prosecco's quite mono in in flavor in fact even some of the you know like Carver or other um, sparkling wines have a bit more. and actually some of the English um, wines and you can also get um, um, Method Champenoise you can get some of the, the, the Cremon the um, one of you speaks French, don't you? Is that you, Matt, or Niall? One of you. Uh, but, uh, a little bit, I'm pretty poor. So, so you, so, so you can get the, the creme on the, um, the C-R-E-M-A-N-T, um, which is just sort of sparkling wine from some of the areas just outside Champagne, uh, the Champagne area, and they are they are lovely as well. But they just can't call themselves Champagne, so that's another cost-effective way of um, getting the same. It's like, it's like um, uh, wanting an HMO in an Article Four area. like if you. <laughs> And you say the best way to do it is to get the one just outside the Article 4 area. So, so this, is what I, this is what we cheaper. talked about when his, with his head, how you can bring champagne around to a HMO. But not even that. Uh, <laughs> like like to, to actually specifically like Article 4. Like it's not even conceptual. That's very specific. I love that. But do you know what? Can anyone else smell champagne right now? I can taste it. Never mind that. And Louise, what you've done is inspire me because when we actually do get together as a property sisterhood in person now that we've grown so much, I insist that we have champagne and not Prosecco. Ah, so that, well, right? Yeah. We'll have to go in a corner somewhere because I don't think they, they regularly yeah, drink champagne. But yeah, champagne's good. Or either that will be you and me in a corner just taking yeah, Prosecco yeah, and pouring it in a plant pot. Yeah. Oh, well, I feel a bit left out. Probably in the Loire Valley, you know, they're, they're different districts of, of, of different regions in France that do similar, similar sparkling wines that are also very good. I had a Welsh sparkling wine the other day. I was out, um, yeah, it was a rosé and the guy said, uh, I was at the, where was that? The Mandrake Hotel in London. And the guy said, oh, we have a rosé, a sparkling rosé and it's from Wales. And I thought, just because it's from Wales, I have to try it. It was absolutely delicious. Mm. It was absolutely gorgeous, delicious. Yeah. And I'm not a rosé drinker, but it was, uh, it was yum. Mm. Yeah. Nala, you're feeling a little bit left out here that um, Joe and Louise are going to go and have champagne and we haven't even mentioned. Sorry, boys. I was just thinking where... What bottle of champagne i'm gonna buy next <laughs> you went to a world of your own going <laughs> I was just like, you, you, you're walking down the aisle in tesco weren't you i was actually yeah but yeah because <laughs> a lot of the sparkling wines and champagnes and proseccos don't i don't know what it is that's in them certain champagnes just don't do not agree with me as soon as i take a sip of it it you just kind of like no it just oh. sits here it just oh. sits here it's like the same reaction re that's the vodka thing gives me the whole oh yeah thing. that's right yeah but I, it, it can even buy a really expensive champagne i can only take a sip out of a glass and it just i just can't have anything else. It's, pretty, oh. it's quite acidic do you get that with other sparkling wines as well though niall with some sparkling wines yeah not with all of them just a, just a few mm. maybe they're more acidic and that's what what you're you know what what's causing uh, the effect could be actually could be. No, they are very acidic if you've ever if you've ever tried drinking a flat glass of champagne it's it's very acidic Mm -hmm. um but yeah. yes obviously with the bubbles it 
you, you don't notice that as much but no you're my you're my perfect drinking buddy because that means whatever you can't drink you can just literally pass over to me so you'll take a sip <laughs> and taste it and then I'll be like I'll help you out buddy I'll yeah. take it yeah so Niall is it the, the ultimate champagne tasting uh <laughs> buddy yeah so you, yeah. Should, you should go to champagne and go around some vineyards I'd love be, to do that yeah. I'll be kissing you a lot if that's the case yeah no. <laughs> remember no means no <laughs> Yes. No, Joe. No. <laughs> some, some, some no's are okay. You know, you can break those, but there, there's a special kind of no which means no. <laughs> and on, 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 on that no note, um, we're going to start to, we're going to wrap up and uh, say thank you so much, Louise, for being with us uh, this week. Uh, that would be a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. It's so is. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, see you on, on the next, next episode. episode.